Five years ago, we lost. All of us. We lost friends. We lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. And today, we have a chance to take it all back. You know your teams, you know your missions. Get the stones, get them back. One round trip each, no mistakes, no do-overs. Most of us are going somewhere we know. That doesn't mean you should know what to expect. Be careful. Look out for each other. This is the fight of our lives. And we're gonna win. Whatever it takes. This is our moment. This is our mission. now would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives but they'll never take our freedom run it up herman leave no doubt today we must all match that Intensity. So stand up, get loud, and help our boys finish the fight. Why would you do that? We're in the end game now. Avengers! It's the Zero to 100 podcast. This is it. We are here. As promised, this is the political side of episode 55, the end game. So I have the full conversation that I had with my very good friend Christina uh, to get her thoughts in what she thinks or how she feels about this election that is taking place tomorrow. We are here. We've made it. It has been a long journey, but we are there. And I just, I changed the opening just for this special part because I want people to get fired up. I hope you get a chance to listen to this before you get out there and vote tomorrow. And hopefully this was positive. I am fired up. I've never been more hyped. The cowboy season is over. I've accepted it, but we ha- I have an opportunity to let my voice be heard in something that truly impacts my life and really matters to everyone else, and that's to get out there and vote tomorrow on Election Day. Four years ago, I remember <laughs> feeling awful the next day, and... I remember saying, I just got to get through it and it's going to be bad, but we can get through it. The Trump administration and the Trump presidency has seriously been worse than I could have ever imagined. I mean, it has been absolutely awful. The way this man 
operates, the way this man conducts himself, the way he's emboldened white supremacists and racists in this country, the way he's emboldened insanity, and the fact that he had a crisis that hit this country that affected people's, every single person's life in this country, and he mismanaged the pandemic of COVID-19. And he totally botched it. And he botched it in such a way that it has dramatically altered the course of this nation. And so we have an opportunity to let our voices be heard and for us to get him out and get rid of him. And it's like one of the things he kept lying about, talk about COVID is like, one day you're gonna wake up, it's gonna be gone, it's gonna go away. Well, we have the opportunity for this guy to just be gone, for him to just go away. And if you don't get out there and vote, if you don't let your voice be heard, we will miss that opportunity. And this is the chance of a lifetime. We have to seize it. So do not rest on your laurels. Do not be complacent. Do not take this moment for granted. If you have already voted, great. If you have got the mail-in ballot and you don't take the chance on it being postmarked, take it directly to the polling place. Take it directly to the drop box. Take it directly to the campaign office so that they cannot take any opportunity to have your voice not be heard. It's not hyperbole. It's not being hyperbolic to say that democracy is literally on the line here. So, this is the conversation that I had with Christina about it. I also am joined by my amazing and beautiful wife. And we spend our time, uh, just a few minutes, just a quick conversation on where she feels. Because she, this weekend, has been so calm. And leading up to this moment has been so calm and reassuring. And it was funny because the way she felt four years ago was very different than how she feels now but it's a full episode again uh just the second part the first part was was pretty much focused on cowboys because like i said that it's 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 awful that it ended in this fashion to me um but yeah it, it, the last time was probably the last night was probably the last time where uh i'll talk about the cowboys with the zero to 100 podcast but this is a big one. This is huge, and I can't stress it enough. So, uh, hope you guys get a chance to listen to this, and I hope you guys definitely let your voice be heard and you get out there and vote. This is the Zero to One Hundred podcast. We're in the end game now. Let's go. It's the Zero to One Hundred podcast. I have my very good friend and frequent uh, guest, Christina, on. What's up, Chris? Hey, hey, what's going on? All right, so it's just me and you tonight. I wanted right. to have you on, and I, I won't keep you too long, but I do want to talk about some of the stuff that's uh, coming up, going into the final days. We're mm-hmm. in what I'm calling the end game. This is the end game. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, I, I say it because, like, I think it was uh, Thursday, I saw the best campaign ad ever. It Which was, was? It was um, the Russo brothers, the directors of Avengers Endgame, 
Mm-hmm. They took Captain America's speech from that movie and just interspersed it with like news footage from like what was going on. And it was like, it was good. In fact, you know what? I'm going to show you real quick. You got to send me like a link or something because yeah. like, I'm I gonna, mean. Let me pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. Okay. So yeah, this is the uh, campaign ad that I said is the greatest campaign ad ever. Mm-hmm. I'll let it speak for itself. <laughs> oh God. Five years ago, we lost. All of us. Wow. Lost friends. Lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. Today we have a chance to take it all back. You know your teams, you know your missions. Get the stones, get them back. One round trip each. No mistakes. No do-overs. Most of us are going somewhere we know. That doesn't mean we should know what to expect. Be careful. Look out for each other. This is the fight of our lives. And we're going to win. Whatever it takes. This is our moment. This is our mission. Assemble. Let's go! All right! <laughs> I'm fired up. That was, that was really good. I was I'm actually surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised, actually. See, I'm t- I was like, I saw it. I was like, yo, let's go. I'm fired up now. I was like, I'm fired up. And she was laughing at me because I showed it to her last night. And she was just like, I startled her because like when it got to the point, he was like, whatever it takes. And I was like, let's go. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I feel like she should be used to the outburst. Is she not there on Sunday and Monday she, for football? Well, you know what? She's used to it. But this season, I haven't been giving out too many. Out- well, after last game, the outbursts are dead. Like, I was like, I'm done. Like, I, I pretty much stopped, like, at the, like the, after the first quarter. And then she just was like, oh, she's like, I'm, like she's like, what's wrong with you? Because I wasn't upset. Like, I just, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like, I've laid them to rest. So, <laughs> and that was a funny thing. Because today she was saying, I was watching so much news today. She was just like, I would prefer you to be stressing about the Cowboys. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's only a few days left. Oh, God. I just, I, you know what? It's like, if it wasn't for what happened last time, I wouldn't be stressing to this extent with it. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I'm definitely stressed. I mean, I'm really worried. And, but I think this is where you and I are different. We're earnest mm-hmm. what we were talking about, where, you're stressed but you're optimistic and i'm stressed and i'm pessimistic mm-hmm. i don't really have a lot of faith in the american people because the american people voted that orange tornado in there to begin with and black women tried to save the day the last time and mm-hmm. yet we're being we're if you see all the news outlets and all the polls and all these articles it's like they're looking for us to yet save it again and it's just like why why we gotta keep saving but why I, can't y'all just i think that's you know? part of why i feel a little bit more encouraged like it, it's funny like i was telling chalet today i mean there was there was there it's a it's a pendant like a, a pendulum and it yeah. was like it, 
I am overall more optimistic. And the, and the reason is because I keep, I keep searching out stuff to explain why this is different from 2016. Because mm-hmm. like you went into it, like, like uh, going back into it to 2016, like Hillary was favorite to win. And it was like, she should have won. Like, you, and then you look at how Trump won. It was just so bizarre. And you definitely had people that hid the fact that they were voting for Trump. Like, they were like, yeah. you know, like, you definitely had people who was like, yeah. And I know a lot of those Trump voters are like now like mortified that they voted for him. So yeah. they're like, I know that they're not, but the only thing that kind of made me a little bit kind of like, ooh, gave me a little bit of hope, gave me a little bit like kind of pink inside. And I know you're going to laugh and think it's so mean. But when I looked and I saw that the COVID cases were going up in the areas that are usually red states, I was kind of happy because I was like, maybe they sit their asses home. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, I mean... was like, yes. And I felt, you know, kind of like it was like a double, like a ha-ha. You didn't think it was real. And now it's happening to your state and it's happening again. And hopefully it's so close to le- to um, elections that, you know, they'll – they won't vote or they won't yeah they won't vote whatever so i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping a few more of those states get gets hit with it i know that sounds very mean but i just feel like well the republicans are mean they're they're meaner um and democrats need to you know get a backbone i think it was like it was funny because um when he was in nebraska because like nebraska has they have a really weird system where it's like they just award one electoral vote and you really just have to win one county in the state yeah. which is so that's again i'm just like this system is is weird like it really shouldn't be this way no we should get rid of i've said i've been saying this for years we i think i was saying this even when obama was running mm-hmm. the first time like we really need to get rid of the oh, electoral sure. college it is it's an old system it doesn't it doesn't make any, any sense more and it doesn't make any sense yeah it's like it doesn't make any sense after i mean the the first election i ever voted in was the bush versus gore and so that first one i voted in that was that shook me uh Uh that shook me in terms of like because you always hear like how voting is important and that was like the very first time i ever voted and so i was like you know I couldn't comprehend for the life of me what was happening. Like, I was like, how is this? Like, how did he not win? Like, he's, Mm -hmm. I was like, the majority of the people in this country voted for this guy. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then it was just like the way they did it, because it was like they announced early Gore won Florida. And then next thing you know, they're like, oh, no, he didn't. And you're like, what? And I know. It just so happened that his brother was the governor of right it just it just made no sense to me so i was so confused and it was like okay did you see like like the little videos of the old lady sitting there counting up the ballots i'm like this is a system that they're yeah. using it just, it this, is, this is in the year 2000 2001 exactly. whatever year exactly. that was really exactly so it's like it just if i was so kind of like this is crazy this doesn't make any sense and then so like when 08 comes I'm pretty, I mean, not 08, because um, yeah. Bush, Bush Gore was 2000, and then 04 was Carrie Bush. And yeah. I just knew 
I was like, I know he wasn't going to get in there. I was like, I know he wasn't going to win again. I was like, he didn't win last time. I was like, there's like, he, I was like, this shouldn't happen. Like, he's not going to win again. And then, so he barely won. But I remember, like, this was like after 9 11, and he was so in the whole, like, oh, they can't protect you. We're at war. You can't vote me out now. I'm already doing the work. And people <clears throat> bought into that, and they, I guess they weren't excited about Carrie. And so it's like, you know, but when Obama won, you felt so optimistic. Like you just felt optimistic about things. And I oh, because he was a black man. And you yeah. felt like, oh, maybe things will change yeah. for us, you know? And yeah. then it was like Yeah. You know. it, it just like you thought that the demographics of this country you thought mm-hmm. would has shifted in such a way. Mm-hmm. He could, you know, it, it, we changed the game. But then, it's like, you know, I was looking at it um, with Chalet last night. We were looking at the breakdowns of demographics in this country, and it's still, like, the uh, population is still 76% white, and it's only, like, 13% black, 18% Latino. And- I'll be honest with you. I really don't – I don't believe that. I I really don't believe that. I, I mean, do I think that – the white people are still kind of in the majority, and I really mm-hmm. hate to say white people and as a my as a majority because I'm just like no, they just have more numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like when I say that they're the majority, that some that somehow I feel like that word makes them like better and the minority. I just don't like it. But anyway, um, I really don't think that's actually accurate. I really just feel like this last census that was going on, Mm -hmm. I saw the comments that people were making. And a lot of people did not fill out the census because they were just, you know, for whatever Mm -hmm. other, most of the reasons were all ignorant. In fact, all the reasons were were ignorant, which leads me to believe that there is probably way more Black, Asian, Latinos, quote unquote, the minorities. There are far more of us than there are of them. I really do feel that way. I think that too, that's why like, when I was even looking at the numbers, I was like, it, just, it doesn't feel like no. that. The percentages don't feel that way to me. So, no. just, but if I had to say, like, all right, so l- let me let me see, or let me ask you this. Are, is there mm-hmm. anything, like, other than the, the cases of COVID rising in red mm-hmm. states, is there anything else that makes you feel, like, a little bit more optimistic as opposed to like last time. Um. No, I don't feel optimistic at all. I feel I I'm actually like I got I started thinking about it like late last week, this week, and I actually got scared because as I'm seeing popular black men like you know, especially uh, Ice Cube, who is respected in our community. Mm-hmm. And then, well, 50, he's not respected, but he has a huge popularity on Instagram. And now Little Wayne, you know, when I see these men, it makes me very nervous because they are tapping into the one demographic that neither candidate is really tapping into. Mm-hmm. And that is the disenfranchised Black men. You know what I mean? And how they just feel like the system is just, you know, wiggity wackadocious and it's constantly against them and no politician is ever for the Black people, in particular the Black man. And I feel like those three happening in in such a short time frame, it just, 
because I I see some black men saying that they're not even going to vote at all. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. don't do what you did in 2016. That's how we got this idiot in the first place because y'all didn't vote. But I just feel like trying to see from their perspective, because obviously I'm not a man, so I can never, I can never understand what they go through. I can, you know, I can kind of, you know, I mean, I'll never, I will never know what they, what that feels like, but I can kind of understand what I'm trying to say. And, you know, when I look at it, I'm like, there's nobody that's really tapping into them. You know, there's no one really saying, black man, we hear you. We understand how you feel like the system has failed you, but this is our, our plan if you vote me in. Like, no one has really said that. They kind of give these, like, kind of, I don't know, grandiose I, I feel like- plans. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't see how this is going to work. And I guess because I... I see it through the people of, of uh, through the eyes of white people and how they feel about this thing. They don't even think that there's a problem. So when mm-hmm. you're making these grandiose um, plans, these white people look at you like, what the heck is this? No, we're not doing that. There's no problem here. And that's how I feel like we're not going to get anywhere with this. We have to kind of do things differently. What that different is, I don't know. See, I, I, I can understand that. And I do know that like the Trump administration's plan is definitely to... It like it's definitely to try to encourage black men in particular to mm-hmm. not trust the system, which is why mm-hmm. it's like it's like they've created like a, a perpetuating like cycle. And right. it's like so it's like you know, a couple of weeks ago when we did the episode and I, I played the clip from um uh AM Joy when they had the panel discussion right after Ice Cube saying like the, the one guy was saying he gets it as to why black men can feel like the system is against this because the reality is the system is against this. It's, Absolutely. It's, so I mean, those, like, those, 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 those are feelings are not. Yeah, un- they're valid. They're valid. Yeah, they are. Valid. So Every I day. totally get it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, <laughs> one of my friends, if like, you know, Saquon, cause he's been on here and you, you've been on here with Yes, him. how's he doing? He's good, um, okay. but it, it's like he, he had, I remember he had posted something and it was so true. He was like, he was saying how one of the worst things that happened was for people to think that voting wasn't like to not vote is cool or like to think like yeah. you've been tricked into thinking that not participating in the system is, is a good thing. And it's like, no, it's not like, that's why the system is the way it is. Right. So it, it's, I guess it's like what I was saying this year, one something to make you feel a little bit better this go around. I, I was like, I found myself today, for example, looking like when I was looking at the news and stuff and I was looking at different like CNN or MSNBC or, you know, just looking at the various different things. And it was like, I found myself looking at, like, I felt like it was almost like a Yelp review for a restaurant or a hotel. Like, you know, like if, if you go look at a hotel review or a restaurant review, you'll get like 50 positive reviews and you'll purposely go to look at the two negative reviews. You right. I do that. I definitely you'll do. say, oh, well, look at this. Like, and you'll put yeah. more weight onto the negative and, and you'll just ignore the 50 positive. And I said, I found myself doing that today where there's so many positive things that's happening in terms of like early voting numbers and mail-in ballots and 
like, you know, enthusiasm and people like, you know, demographics and stuff like that. And I'm like ignoring that. And then I'll hear like a story where it's like, well, um, more Latin, more Cuban Americans are voting for Trump. And then I'm like, oh, what? No, like, I'm like oh. yeah, it's scary. And so it's like, or it's like, black men are being targeted. And then you're like, and then you see like Little Wayne come out. And like, now one, Little Wayne is a freaking idiot. I've never liked Little Wayne ever. Right. Like ever since he came out, like <laughs> even like when uh like with juvenile and all those dudes wobbly 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 that part. <laughs> uh, I never. I never understood the ascension of Lil Wayne. Like, I never got it. I never thought he was good. I never thought yeah. he was that grave a rapper. Even the albums that he has, like, the songs that people, like, will go talk about, like, Little Duffer Bag Boy or a Millie. I'm like... A Millie. Yeah, like, I hated it. I've never liked it. So it's like, I never yeah. thought he was good anyway. And even his style, he looks ridiculous. Like, he looks crazy. He looks like he needs to be introduced to soap and water. Yes. For someone, for someone in his, in his tax bracket, which yes. should should not, I should yes. not have to look at you. Look like you need to be introduced to soap and water. But which leads me to my point of of why I'm worried about black men when they when I see Ice Cube and Fifty and Little Wayne. Those three jokers are in a different tax bracket. Of course they're going to vote for Trump yeah. because his plan is for them specifically, yeah. not you, average Joe Schmo. Yeah. They don't got nothing. It's like, they're, well, well, Ice Cube, yeah. I, I was like, even like when we had the discussion, I can understand his motivations, at least in terms of wanting to help the black right. community, but I feel like you got played. Like you the timing, yeah, which yeah, is terrible. Now, Fifty Cent and Lil Wayne, it's a for sure thing. It's money, and yeah. that's the thing where I'm like, it, it it amazes me that people will like. It was it was funny because I think it was I saw on Twitter where somebody was was commenting about they was commenting about like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian oh. and how they was they spent all this money. For on a private island talking yeah. about we wanted to feel normal. Yeah. And like it's I spent a lot of time defending Kim, but this one here, I was like, this is indefensible. Like, exactly. I was like, this. That's not no yeah, because it's not normal. Just, Being able to go on a private island is exactly. not normal. Though. We all can Maybe that's your normal, island. but that's not normal to the two hundred and I think it's almost at two hundred and fifty thousand people who passed away in their exactly. and their family. That's not normal for them. Exactly. Or the eight million Americans who are suffering right now with yes. uh, COVID. That's not the normal boo. And it was yeah, I, I was so somebody a critic like they tweeted a criticism of them. And yeah. Somebody who who clearly was a Kanye West fan or something had um <laughs> they called them a libtard. It was like, okay, libtard. And the funniest response to me, <laughs> the funniest response to me was somebody posted a meme of somebody, like it was somebody firing a gun at a cartoon character. I can't remember who it was. And another character was jumping in front of the bullet. And so the one character was highlighted. It was like billionaires. And then it was like weirdo on the internet. Like, oh, yeah. 
like trying to like clean it up for them. It's like no, yeah. they, have whole, it's like, they have a whole PR person to handle all of that. Yeah, and it's like, but I find it funny that this society, like, because you you see it with people that support Trump. They like, protect the billionaires. It's like the yes. billionaires can do no wrong. Yes. And it's, it's like. like these people are not you. Yes. They have untold wealth that you would never see in your whole entire life. Exactly. You and your whole family would, don't even have a tenth of what exactly. they have. They, Why are you even like trying to even exactly. like, like defend they don't them? Care about, they don't care about you. Yeah, they don't care about what you care about. And so that's why, like, my thing is like, I don't understand, like, but they be going so hard. Like the thing mm-hmm. that used to drive me crazy when Trump was around the first time, people were like, oh, he's just a blue collar billionaire. What's that? It's like an oxymoron. Yes. How can you be a blue, a blue collar and be a millionaire? Blue collar means you make less than a hundred thousand. Exactly. Get the hell out of here. People exactly. are just, you see, this is what my problem is with people on the internet. They just, they just see a cute slogan or yeah. they, they just hear a, a, a little snippet and they just go running with it. They have yeah. no idea where it comes from. Yeah. They have no idea what it really means. It just sounded really good. And they just ride with it. Blue collar millionaire. That's an oxymoron. It does not exist. Exactly. Exactly. Oh so, my God. Next thing you're going to tell me that Santa Claus is real. So <laughs> that's the first part of my conversation with Christina. Uh, so up next, I will be playing the brief conversation I have with my wife uh, that we actually just had this evening to see how she feels going into this election. I want to say this about the Ice Cube 50 Cent Little Wayne. The reality is, okay, they're rich. Their problems aren't our problems. So I can get from a rich person's standpoint where I don't want to pay more taxes. So yes, I would prefer the guy who's not going to tax me. But here's the thing. At some point, you have to look at the bigger picture in terms of how does this better me or impact my pocketbook. I have been so tame in terms of times where I don't immediately try to call somebody a coon or Uncle Tom or a Sambo or anything like that. But the second, like, it it frustrated me because I, I, like, you know, anyone that's been listening, you've been listening to this show, you know how diehard of a Dallas Cowboy fan I am. You know how much I love football. And I can recall when there was a controversy around Colin Kaepernick and it was people who were like, I'm done with the NFL. I'm boycotting the NFL and I'm not doing this. I'm not supporting it and this and that. And that's perfectly fine. Boycotts have a point or a purpose to it. And, and, and it sends a message. And so I, when Jay-Z, for example, was partnered with the NFL and was trying to get a piece of ownership of a team in the NFL and he was trying to be in charge of their thing and also uh, spearheading their social uh, justice initiatives and programs, it was amazing to me how so many people who were like, I'm done with the NFL, was calling Jay-Z a sellout, was calling him a, a coon and doing all this stuff. I, I remember getting in a, not an argument, but I responded to people saying, it's better to be a part of the conversation. It's better to be a part of the thing. And that's what I do think Ice Cube was trying to do. I just think you chose the wrong administration to do it and the wrong time to do so. And But but for 50 Cent and Lil Wayne, like you're only showing that you care about your bottom line and your pocketbook. And you do not care about your fellow man. You do not care about your people. And so it's like, 
when I hear people get mad at the NFL and stuff like that, even though they've been doing things, they've been investing in the community now, especially after the death of George Floyd, they're trying to do things, and they're still like, oh, I'm not, I'm done with the NFL, and blah, blah, blah. But you still go support 50 Cent. Like, you still watch his show Power. You still watch his, his TV show on ABC. Like, you still give put money in his pocketbook that he does not reinvest into his community. He doesn't even act like he cares. Like, Jay-Z, I know, has programs that fights for, for reform. He has programs where he has lawyers who fight for, for people's wrongful convictions. Like, he invests into, back into the black community. So... For you to call that person a sellout or a coon, but then turn around and watch shows produced by 50 Cent or buy his music or, or even Kanye West or anybody or Lil Wayne, and these people do not care about you as a people, and you would turn around and support them, but somebody like Jay-Z or Beyonce or that actually invest back into the community, that, that drives me crazy. That makes me mad, and I'm telling you now. Like I said to my wife, I do feel like Biden's going to win. But let's just say if Trump does win, I'm not look. I'm you people are the lowest of the low to me. If you're that you support this white supremacist that's currently in office, and that's the bottom line when it comes down to it to be because these are things that actually impact my life and impact the life of my people. So that's where I get frustrated. But up next is the conversation I have with my wife and then it will be the end of my conversation with christina and then i'll wrap it up this is the zero to 100 podcast it's the zero to 100 podcast and as promised this is my second part to episode 55 of the end game this is straight political talk and i am joined by my amazing and beautiful wife hello dear hey babe so, tomorrow is election day. It is! Hooray! <laughs> I'm so excited. So, over the weekend, your husband was definitely stressing. Like, I was stressing as much as, like, when I was talking to Christina and she was like, she's pessimistic and I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I was seriously stressing Mm-hmm. over this weekend that is true and i was like i'm not gonna talk about it and then... but you kept talking about it every five minutes <laughs> <laughs> so where are you where are you at going into this so like when we were laying in the bed on saturday morning i clearly remember um telling you that i felt calm about everything and i did not feel any overwhelming Um, sense of anxiety or anything like that because um, I just feel like Biden has has this today is probably the first time I felt a little bit of anxiety Mm -hmm. but overall overall I feel confident that Biden is going to win I am prayerful I am prayerful 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 that Biden wins. Well, what made you feel a little bit of anxiety today? Um, 
I think just listening to well, it was it was actually one one thing in particular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was this uh, group of black people. I don't even know what they were calling themselves, mm-hmm. but it was this group of black people in Texas that are Trump supporters and um, you know they're gun owners and they're like, oh, our Second Amendment rights and. We want Trump in there and, you know, our freedoms are going to be taken away if Biden gets in there. And I was just looking at it and it was just making, I was just like, there there are people. I mean, I know that there are people that think like that and and share their thoughts, but it was just very concerning, um, particularly when I heard uh, black people. I guess the thing that cracks me up, and this, I mean... Like I, I, I've said this to Kenya a number of times. I, 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 I go to the Django line when Jamie Foxx character Django was was had, was talking to um, Christoph Waltz character, and he was explaining to him that he had to be a black slaver, he had to pretend to be a black slaver, and Django was quick to be like, "That's the lowest of the low." That's how I think of a black Trump supporter. Like that's the lowest of the low. Yes. So I agree. But the thing that kills me with Trump supporters in general is like where they be like, they're going to take away our freedoms and they're going to do this. The guy that is currently in office is literally trying to do away with American democracy and, you know, take away. It's like you're equating wearing a mask to they're taking away our freedoms as opposed to a guy who operates the presidency as if it's a monarchy. Yes. And, like, trying to do away with the freedom to change our leadership and stuff like that. So it's just, it's funny to me. But anyway, um, I one of the things that strikes me, because I remember you told me this too, going into this, like, you felt, Back in 2016, you you said you felt like Hillary was not going to win. Like you, oh, I knew. I I mean, of course, nothing is 100%. Was I hoping that Hillary won? Absolutely. I was hoping Hillary was going to win. However, I had this gnawing gut feeling that I could never shake that Trump was going to win. So I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say it to you a lot. I didn't really say it to anybody. I think once in a blue, I would just kind of like blurt it out. Like, yeah, I think Trump got this. (laughs) But it was, that's why I was not shocked when you woke me out of my beautiful sleep with that horrible news that kept me up the rest of the night. Because I was praying to God that this gut, it was just in my gut. It was in my gut for weeks, months leading up to election night and I just knew I just knew I don't know what it was I just knew that Trump was going to win so when he did win I was not shocked I was not shocked the way everyone else was shocked but how is your gut feeling this go round so my gut feeling is that Biden is going to win that is my gnawing gut feeling as sure as I was that Trump was going to win in 2016 that's how sure I am um, 
that Biden is going to win. That makes me feel a little bit better. It does too. Although I do, I would feel it. The, the the win of Trump in 2016 does bring about a yes. great deal of anxiety yeah. and doubt yeah. because while I believed wholeheartedly that Trump was going to win, I was praying. I was like, God, please let me be wrong. Mm-hmm. Please just let this be some horrible, crazy thing. I'm just just some fluke in my mind, mm-hmm. and I'm. But I think it's funny too because. I, I do believe that we're, you know, it's not just us. It's tons of people that had this anxiety because of what took place in 2016. But I also, it's just because Trump is who he is, where it's like, he's not normal. He he is very, he's a trillion times more corrupt than anything Richard Nixon did. And he truly believes himself above the law. And... He's so emboldened by the power that he has in that office. I think the other fear that people have is like, even if he loses, he re- he's going to try to refuse to peacefully transfer power. Like, he wouldn't even commit to it. Yeah, he did. And I think that's the other thing that, like, is that a concern to you at all? Sure. Sure. I mean, this guy is this guy is reckless. But I feel like his base is even more reckless. Yeah, they wild. Like they're they're even they more wilding. reckless with what they're willing to do. Um, yeah. and, and that is that is very concerning. Like it, the caravans of Trump supporters on the highways, like they tried to run a a Biden campaign bus off of the road in Texas that the FBI is now investigating because that was a felony. And, and then just like they had closed down the interstate in New York to connect New York to New Jersey. And, and it's like, they're like, it's other states I've heard they've been doing this stuff. And you're like, y'all wallet. Yeah. And I'm just like. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's concerning mm-hmm. to say the least. So, uh, would you say, like, I, I know that we, we both were like, I'm ready for the the campaign ads to be over and that's just going to be a sense of relief period. Has there been any, like overall campaign ads to me really don't work that well. Well, that's not true. There are some that work. I I would think when, uh, when the quote unquote undecided. I remember one that worked for you last (laughs) last, in 2016. (laughs) Joe Sestick, he's got your six. Because you didn't have a clue about who he was, but that ad <laughs> stuck in your mind. <laughs> well, he didn't even win. He didn't win he his didn't. primary. He sure didn't. But I did. I was like, Joe Sestak, he's got your six. Like, I was like, that was a good ad. I, I will say, that Avengers campaign ad that I shared with you mm-hmm. got me so fired up and I played it uh actually it was at the opening of this episode and I mm-hmm. I played it um elsewhere it got me fired up so um is there one though that like I know there was a Trump ad that we both found incredibly annoying I find all of Trump ads annoying. <laughs> Which one are you speaking of? You have to be that, more well, specific. That's true. I just, but it's like the one that was driving me the most crazy 
was where he was trying to really highlight the the defund the police movement that was like oh, yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah, they don't play those anymore. They don't. Yeah. They stopped that. Because it didn't work. It didn't stick. Yeah. And so, but it's like, I, I found it really annoying because it was like, someone was calling and they're like, it was like you pick up an answer machine at 911 as if they're like, yep, we're not going to take any more 911 emergency calls and you just go listen. It's just, it was so stupid. That drove me crazy. But, uh, do you have your plan on how are you going to do your vote? Yes. So, I was late in requesting my mail-in ballot, but it did arrive last week. It just came last Thursday in the mm-hmm. mail. So, me and my mother are getting up early tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. We are driving to Berks County Election Offices in Reading, Pennsylvania to hand deliver our ballots okay in person um so yeah that's that's the plan for tomorrow i mean we had enough time to get it postmarked by november 3rd but i just don't want to take the chance of all that nonsense Mm -hmm. especially because it took it took more than seven days for it to arrive Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. um so yeah, that's the plan tomorrow. We're going to go. And I am not going to watch any election coverage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep at my regular time. I don't want to be awakened out of my sleep for bad news. Do you do you feel like we will get a result that night? Because everybody is thinking it's not going to be that night. Like It's going to be like maybe a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, I know. I've been hearing that. I... Oh man, I don't, I don't want it to be, I want to get the result tomorrow night. I'm optimistic we'll have a result tomorrow. Or Wednesday morning when I wake up. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you spending this time to talk about it. I'm glad that you're optimistic. That makes me feel good as well. Because it's like I was saying to you, it's like, it doesn't matter how many positive signs or trends you see going the right way. It's like, like I compared it to that Yelp review of a restaurant or hotel where you get all these good remarks and you look at the negative ones and be like, look at this. Yeah, (laughs) I do it. I'm guilty. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining me, my love. You're welcome. I'm I'm debating on if I'm going to do something um, election night, like a quick, like, reaction thing, but it depends on what happens. Yeah, I just, in 2016... You woke me up out of my glorious sleep. It was just... For horrible news that I already knew was coming. Because I knew. I knew that Trump was going to win. But you waking me out of my sleep kept me up the rest of the night. Uh, because I was sick to my stomach. I think I went to sleep afterwards. Yeah, know. but I was up. <laughs> I, well, no, it's like, because I will say this. I remember watching the coverage because, you know, I love that stuff. Yeah. And I was sitting there watching. I'm just waiting for her to big things to come in so Hillary is start getting it and she has like a slight lead but then like Trump starts really building and I was just sitting there like well that's weird okay well what about this and it's not looking good and then I'm like I don't feel good this isn't looking good I was like I'm just gonna go to sleep and then it's like it, it becomes a reality that it's not looking good at all because I think she had lost um, Michigan for sure and that's what I was like what is happening and um 
Ricky called me and woke me up and said, how she lose Pennsylvania? And I was like, what? And that's when it was over. And I was, turned the news on and they were declaring it. And I was sick to my stomach and I was so distraught. So, But you know, I have a sleeping, I struggle with insomnia. So I need you to not wake me up. But what if it's good news? If it's good news, you have permission. Just okay. don't scream. Just wake me up gently and okay. softly and quietly. But if it's bad news, please don't wake me. I won't wake you up. <laughs> well, it's, I guess the, to me the bad part would be not getting the result that night. I don't think like... Well, we'll see. Let's just say that. But That's anyway, it. We'll see. We'll see. All right. I love you. Love you too, baby. <laughs> Bye. Just want to thank my beautiful and amazing wife for joining me and uh, participating. And so up next is the final part of my conversation with Christina. And then I will be wrapping it up. You're listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. The other thing, right, the other thing that made me feel a little bit yeah. better. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, polls, I don't care about anymore. No. We, all, those, we saw what happened with the polls. The polls was like, oh, uh, Hillary is a shoo-in, is a shoo-in, and she was blown out of the water. Yeah. And so, well, see, this, and this is where it makes me feel a little bit better. Because they, they had a guy from 538 who did a video, and he was explaining what happened in 2016 in terms of the polls. He mm-hmm. was saying... Like, and he explained how polls work, where, you know, like, you, polls are, are, you know, you take a small percentage and you just, you know, you ask certain group of people questions and then right. you kind of broaden it out. But it's it's always flawed because it's always a small percentage. It's just a sample, right? It's sample. not an actual, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but what, what he was saying was, is that if you look at what the, the national polls average of it was, it said Hillary Clinton was going to win by 2%. And like the national, uh, like popular vote. And she did. Mm-hmm. She won by 2%. So it was actually right. Where mm-hmm. had the flaw was, was on the state poll. And it was like, she was winning in the state polls by like 4% or four points or five points. And that's within the margin of error for like, that's, that's like, they, they say the margin of error is like five to six points. And and so it's like if you get six, you're looking good. And it was like and like the points was off for her by like four points in, in certain states. And so where I got encouraged was even though the polls were way like were off in the state, mm-hmm. it's not like Trump killed her in terms of winning. Like he won Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Like he won Pennsylvania by 0.7%. That was 44,000 votes. So you're like, geez, that was like, you know, and then I get encouraged when they talk about in Philly and there was a guy who was going out and he was saying there was 100,000 black people in Philadelphia that didn't vote in 2016 and Trump won it by 44,000. And so you feel more encouraged by saying, well, okay, if they get those people out, then okay, that's different. And then you look at... um. Like Michigan, it was like he she he won by, I think it was 0.6% in Michigan. And then in Wisconsin, he won by 0.8%. So it's like he barely got to, he didn't, in fact, in all three states, he didn't get to 50%. And mm-hmm. 
the only issue was is that people really hated Hillary Clinton. And then there yeah. was a third party candidate, Jill Stein, that yeah. took like 3% in Pennsylvania. She took 6% in Michigan. She took mm -hmm. like 5% in Wisconsin. And so you're sitting there and saying like, she lost by less than a freaking percent. And then you had these other people going there. And so the, the difference yeah. why I feel better is that there really is no third party candidate. Yeah. And so I just, th that's my reason for optimism. And the reality is, is if Joe Biden wins uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and, um, and Michigan, then he's, he's good. Like, it's over. So that's, that's where I feel encouraged. If he wins Florida, which we should get a result in Florida right away because they've already started counting, then it's definitely over if he wins Florida. But I'm not putting stock in Florida because I think Florida is crazy. We don't trust Florida. I don't trust Florida. Florida. So I'm Quite frankly, I, I, Florida. I still don't understand how that's even a state. It needs to be its own country. So, <laughs> like, I mean, it's, I, I feel like, yes, 2016, these polls was way off, but I think like, I do think that Joe Biden is more liked than Hillary Clinton. Yes, I would agree with that. He's definitely more liked than Hillary. Although I'm kind of a little bit worried because exactly how they pulled that stupid email thing that she was all oh, complaining about with her and ended up being really nothing at the end of the day. Now they're trying to pull that same tactic See, two days yeah. before the election well, Hunter Biden situation and all that stuff. So that makes me very nervous. But like you said, I think people, you know, like Biden a lot more than Hillary. So and in terms, like, maybe. I, I know you know more about the Hunter Biden thing than I yes. do. Yes. Can we talk about this? We can talk about because you, yeah, you'll have to enlighten Ooh. me. Because... All right. So I'll let your readers know exactly, I mean, your subscribers know what happened. So basically, there is this very, very tiny, nondescript um, store called the Mac Shop in Trolley Square, Wilmington, Delaware. It's so nondescript that you would blink and you would miss it. Only avid Mac users like myself know this place exists. And it is great because um, the guy fixed all Mac computers, like really old ones, um, and he does it for you dirt cheap. Guys, always been nice. His name is John. Always nice, always professional, had no idea he was a Trump supporter this entire time. He's never said anything. He's all about his business, which I respect, you know, and mm -hmm. I've, I've had him work several of my computers. So I just kind of want to set the scene. Allegedly, someone came in and brought in these water damaged laptops, claiming to be Hunter Biden, gave Hunter Biden's number, Hunter Biden's email address. John cannot verify if it was really, in fact, Hunter Biden. So here's mm -hmm. the first problem right here. Hunter Biden is in Delaware quite often. Everyone should know what he looks like at this point. His father is like, hello, lives mm -hmm. here. He lives right across, right across the way from me, actually. So I don't know how he doesn't know, but whatever. He... Um, Apparently, um, he called 
to say, hey, I need you to come pick up your computer. And the computers were never picked up at all. They just sat there. It is his policy that if you leave a computer there, after oh so many days, it becomes his property. So that's one of the stipulations. And that's how most places work. You know, same mm-hmm. thing, dry cleaners and all this stuff. You leave it there. You never come pick it up. They're going to keep it. In this particular case, he went into the computer as he could because it's his, it's his stuff now. And he sees some um, documentation relating to Hunter Biden and his dealings with Ukraine and stuff like that. And this is where he messed up. He made a copy of it and gave it to three people. An unidentified friend, Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, and the Post. I'm going to assume that that third person was also a Biden hater because we all know Giuliani is and we all know the posters. Posters tends to be more of a Republican um, uh, publication. And it's the New York Post. So they're definitely a a Republican uh, publication or more... Yeah, more right-centered publication. He sent it to them, and um, finally, he ended up calling the FBI. The FBI came and got the computer, whatever, and took it. And I believe he still has a copy of it. So he doesn't specifically state what he found, but to him, he said what he found was enough where he needed to raise the flag. Where he messed up is, and why now he's getting so much hate mail and so many threats, because you go into the, he has signs in the store, like appointments only, people are threatening my life, and da, 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 da. What he should have done is, is just call the FBI and say, I have something that you need to have. It looks like it's some private governmental crap. I don't want no parts of it. Here it is, and shut up. What he did was, since he doesn't like Biden, since he hates Biden, he got involved and sent it to the Post and sent it to Rudy Giuliani. And they all, you know, basically gave, um, you know, they all posted information about it. And then subsequently, he's now in the media and in the news. And I would say to John Paul, if he was right here, you got what you deserved. You hated him so much. You didn't want to mind your business. You should have just not said nothing. Give it to the feds and let them deal with it. But you want to be part of trying to take down Biden because everyone knows Giuliani has been in this. That's exactly what he's been hired to do, to find dirt on Biden. Like, what did it actually come about from it? Like, what like what actually happened? Because, and the reason why, I, I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to have, like, a Comey moment. Like, they were trying right. to have it. The same thing where Comey came out like a few days beforehand right. where Hillary was really out reaching them and then go, right. oh, we still looking into our emails and then everybody freaked out. Right. A, even with that, I feel a little bit more encouraged just go around because the media last time, like when they had that Comey moment, the media ate it up and they was just yeah. like, well, look, look, oh, there's, it's not going to still the email stuff. And they kept following up on it when it right. really was nothing. And then this right. time around, now Trump has been doing it and he's been saying it, but outside of Fox News, nobody else is talking about it. Like CNN right. is talking and about And I it. think it's because they don't know what's actually in there. They haven't really released 
exactly what he found. So I think I've seen some reports that said that they were purposely not reporting it because they don't really know what's in the computer. Well, I think they learned from the last time with the emails when her emails were released and then find out later on, okay, yeah, she sent it outside the server and she shouldn't have, but the emails weren't that like, it wasn't that important. It didn't really pertain to anything very, very important. So in this particular case, John Paul, his name is like John Paul Mac Isaac. That's his long name. He's the one that said that he saw some Ukraine stuff. And so that's why the word Ukraine is even out there in the stratosphere only because he has, when he has done a few interviews, that's what he has said. But right now it's with the feds and the feds haven't said anything. So that's why you're not really seeing it in the newspaper and it's kind of really hush hush. So I'm sure the Trump supporters are going to be like, oh, you're saying they're hiding something, whatever. But well, the, it's, the funny it's thing because they this. don't, they, the newspapers ha don't know exactly what is in there. They, and they also, they can't verify if it really is um biden's laptop well yeah they don't know if it's really his it, you know if it's really him that um if any of that information is is like forged there's and that's one of the rumors that they're trying well, not rumors but that's one of the ideas that they're trying to investigate are these documents forged are these really well, real is this really is this really uh hunters you know like they're going through all of that well I was just that's what i was just about to say because i read the um there was i, I went back because i was looking for the article because there was a report that came out earlier today where investigators had found that the people or the person who was supposedly behind the, the documents um, was a guy named uh, Martin Aspen. And he was, apparently he was the author of these, of, of these documents that was mm -hmm. supposedly tying Hunter Biden and all this stuff. And when the uh, investigate, like when intelligence officers investigated, they found out that Martin Aspen doesn't exist and the documents is fake. So like, that's why uh, the other reason why nobody was like really buying into it. So I'm like, they're trying this crap and it's like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. not real. Like, it's just, it, it's just a tactic. They're so desperate yeah. at this point and, and they're they, so scared to lose that they're literally pulling stuff out of their ASS yeah. in absolute total desperation. And it's really sad now because I don't think I will ever go back to the Mac shop. I've told so many people about it. I know a couple of people over here said that they will never go. And I'm sorry, but I don't feel bad for John. You, you got in the middle of something you had no business to get into. You don't, you don't want to get, you, you, you're, you're getting it, you're, you're way out of your league. You bit off more than what you can chew. And now you kind of, you know, feeling the wrath of, of society just now stalking other, you and harassing you and I, I just kind of feel like it's a little warranted they, you should have I mean, never said nothing I'll say too and I you know um I think it was like I can't remember who, what uh I think it was Biden's campaign of course that put it out but he made a good point to me in terms of if there was some dirty stuff going on when I was in office like it would have been investigated like mm -hmm. when the Republicans took control of right. the House and Senate. Like, cause he's like, yeah. for six years, the House and Senate was in control by Republicans. Mm -hmm. They didn't investigate me because there wasn't anything there. And it's mm -hmm. just now that I'm running for president now, people want to come out and be like, oh, well, look at his son. And one, his son is not the one who's running for president. Like that's the right. other difference. 
That's what, so, like, what does this song got to do with it? Yeah, I don't give a crap. Uh, like, it's, it's Biden. It's Biden, you know? Yeah. Again, it's just, it's just the, it's the same way where they try to do with Hillary with, you know, that, 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 that Hail Mary pass, you yeah. know? I feel like they're trying to do that now with, with um, Hunter. And they're even, you know, talking about um, Hunter's substance abuse. But, and, and I don't think that's necessarily fair. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, they've been through a uh, lot. You want to talk about substance abuse? Did, like, I was, it was this clip of um, Donald Trump Jr. when he was on Fox News, mm-hmm. and it was talking, they were talking about, they were talking about his, um, his, like, you know, the response to COVID. And he was like, oh, well, it's, you know, we're mitigating the losses and it's, it's, it's nothing like the, the law, lo- the loss of life now is nothing. Mm-hmm. I just see a tweet. He was like, oh, yeah. it's nothing. People was, was... people was jumping on him because it's like, oh, it's nothing. Like, like these, mm-hmm. like 229,000 people is nothing. And, mm-hmm. but they was pointing out, people was like, what's wrong with his, his gums? Cause he was all like, like he was doing like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it was so quick. People was like, <laughs> it was like that's that uh, that's that numb that numb gum or that that coke gum. <laughs> I'm about to say the cocaine that he got. He got stuck in his teeth and he's trying to clean it out. It's okay. like it's the coke in his gums. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, yeah. So just... that's why I'm like, you want to talk about drug use and that dude? No, pot on, kettle black really exactly, bye exactly, bye. So. Bye. But, but also too, like I just like you know, Trump has no his was it Eric was it no was it was it Eric or the junior was it junior who said that? Yeah, it was junior. So junior has no right to talk. Like your life has been pretty much heartbreak, and I'm not sitting here like, you know, I, I mean I've have two siblings who are addicts, and you know I I kind of feel for Hunter. He's been through a lot. He's in a bad car accident where his, his mom died, his sister died, and then his brother Bo died a few years ago. Like they've been through a lot. Like, they've really been through it. And I'm not sitting there advocating for people to be on, on, on substance abuse, but there has to be a little bit of compassion and empathy as to why people do it. They don't do it just because they're doing it for a reason. And he's once again not running for president. So I don't care. But I think it's also it just highlights the difference between Trump and Biden. And it's like yeah. I feel like more people can relate to Biden because there's tons of parents mm-hmm. in this country who that, are fighting that. Yes. Yeah. They have children that yes. are dealing with substance abuse or have dealt with substance abuse. So, I'm dealing with it right now with my older brother. He's he's trying to detox right now. So like I get it, you know. So I I, I get it. That's why I feel like I don't appreciate those comments being made about his um, abuse issues, but whatever. But essentially, that's that's the issue with Hunter Biden stuff. So my, again, my thing is, you should know what Hunter looks like. So the fact that you couldn't even remember if it really was him, you have this random person who just happens to leave. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, the laptops were left last year, and now... Two weeks before election, you want to pop this out and say exactly. it? No, no, you plot. And that's why I said he bit off more than what he could chew. And now look at you. You're in a hot mess now. Good luck. But it's not. And I, I guess it's other reason why I feel I feel more encouraged this time around just because. Mm-hmm. 
I just feel like they're doing the same. He's running the same playbook, and I get it. Like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I feel like people are more educated this go around. Like, I feel like there was a large number of people that chose not to vote in 2016, and they was like, oh, this is crazy. Like, what do we do? And that's that's the only reason why I feel more encouraged. Like, the higher the, higher the turnout, the more encouraged I feel. Like, the fact that Texas early vote was more people that voted in the early vote than they did in all of 2016. And mm-hmm. like, I don't think Biden's going to win Texas. Like, that's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I know they have Texas as a toss-up right now. I'm like, he's not going to win Texas. It's, you know, I know Kamala Harris was in Texas today campaigning. I just think that's just to be like, spend some resources here on a state that you should yeah. already have locked up. Like, yeah, it's like just to show that you care about that state, you yeah. know, that you're like uh, trying to. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the other reason why I'm kind of like nervous too is because, like, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I'm not sure if Biden and Harris have really. How do I say this? They haven't really gone into those like Trump areas to try to just just you know just sway people away from Trump. You know, I, I've heard I, I don't, you say I this know. before. I've heard I you say know. this before. I'm gonna say this. This is my thoughts on that. And then, and mm-hmm. I, I've said I've heard you say this before. It's like I look at it like this, and I can't. I look at it like people that voted for Trump are gonna that that. Not the not like because the reason that he won part of the reason he's won it was that undecided like they like going yeah and they were like I'm undecided with it and then as he was like as they were undecided at the last minute they went ahead and decided to vote for him and but they wouldn't admit it like they wouldn't tell right it's a smaller number now and it's Mm. like where. I feel like Biden and Harris did better than Hillary in terms of is people that's going to vote for Trump, they go vote for him. Like the right, his basis is based. Like they're not. Based. I'm talking I'm about those other, those undecided yeah. ones, which to me, I, you're not talking about this. I don't understand how you undecided at this point. I mean, I, I, but but I feel like he's chipped away enough at his numbers in terms of suburban women and mm-hmm. white men. I, like, as I feel like he's chipped into that lead a little bit better than Hillary did. And so, and, and the people that are moderate, people that were like, okay, I voted for Trump because I was like, oh, I want to see somebody shake it up. But now they looked at it and was like, whoa, this dude is freaking nuts. Like, this, Wait. this isn't what I wanted. So, the real, I, this happened the other day. I, I haven't even told you this. We were, um, walking into the store and there was just me and Lynette. We had our mask on. There was nobody behind us. There was a guy come walking towards us with his kid and he yelled at me. He, I don't say he yelled, but he was like Trump and he walked away and I was like, what the, did this, what, the, what, what did you say to me? And Lynette's like, she was like, what? And I'm like, yo, it sounded like he just like Trump. Like, like saying Trump to me is like the new N word or something. And that made me very nervous. I'm like, is this how it's going to be if he freaking wins in the next few years where I might have to 
knock a, a mofo out because he's just sitting there yelling truck like turn turn toy this truck world like oh, I, I don't want to hear that i'm i'm and i think that's the part that really scared yeah. me and i'm just like the fact that and also too even if he loses i don't think he's gonna go quietly into that good life okay. i am with i will bill maher on this one he's gonna go kicking and screaming now i know they have like the security to kick him out but i think he's gonna he's gonna like a lawsuit he's gonna want to recount he's gonna just I did drag say, this I thing said, out i did say the chalet i said let's i was like let's say he he loses on tuesday which i mm-hmm. do think he's gonna lose let's say he loses on tuesday God, I, hope so. I was like it's weird it's gonna feel i was like i don't i am concerned about what he's gonna do because i was like he doesn't actually leave until January. And right. So it's like you still have the rest of November to get through. You still right. have December you have to get through. And but there's a recess in December from like December 15th around there, and they don't come back until just before he gets but I'm like, inaugurated. But COVID is still <laughs> spiking, and you still yeah. have to do your freaking job. And mm-hmm. doing stuff about this pandemic and i was like i know he's not going to i was like he because he hasn't been doing anything now so yeah I, you know i, I guess like I, I feel i feel better in terms of i do think democrats are like not going to be nice about it because God, I really hope that they're not. I mean, honestly, they need to be as ruthless as Republicans. I actually respect Republicans in that way. When they want something done, they kick in, they dig, they're dug in the heels, and they get that crap done. Doesn't you know? I I respect them for that. We need to do that. Democrats need to do that. That aspect of Republicans is what makes me like they're so hypocritical. And yeah, they are hypocritical on what the things because like, again, they were they were against Obama yeah. selecting a support a Supreme Court justice on his in the year that he was out, but they confirmed this girl in less than thirty days. Yeah, and I just but I also feel like they just do stuff that's flat out evil. Like I just yeah. feel like like I try to not call them evil, but no, they are. When you try to keep people from voting, like that's right. not a partisan thing. Like that's evil. Like when you yeah. try to threaten people and scare people into not voting, that's evil. Like, mm-hmm. that's just that's just how I look at it, but mm-hmm. um, But I do admire their tenacity. I don't, like I said, I'm not advocating yeah. for the stuff that they do, but I just like the fact how when they when they want something done, they band together solid yeah. like a rock and they get yeah. it done. Democrats don't do that. We're too soft. Should we? Should we not? I don't know. Uh, it's gonna hurt somebody's feelings. No, get it done. It's, I'll say this: that's feelings. You know. This is the last point I'll make. Uh, college humor had this hilarious sketch. I shared it on Facebook, uh, and it was like because it was saying what they were like, what undecided voters sound like, like what y'all sound like, and it was like. I, I gotta listen to this. It was like you have to look at it. It's a video, and it's like this woman comes in there. And she's talking to. She's a a doctor, and she's talking to a patient. And she goes, she's like, you know, uh, all right, sir, you know, your face. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. It's good news, bad news. The bad news is, you have to have this life saving surgery, but because of your um, coverage options, like your insurance, you have to choose between you have two choices to make you have to choose between two things he goes okay well what's the choice she goes well we have a a surgeon here who's performed the surgery he knows what he's doing 
and then we have a circus clown. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, wow, yikes. And he was like, so where did the surgeon go to medical school? And she was like, he went to Purdue and then he did his residency at NYU and then he went to John Hopkins. He goes, mm-hmm. uh, he was like, hmm. so he's moved around quite a bit. And she was like, you did hear your options, right? He's like, yeah, but where'd the circus clown go? And she was like, and he was like, she was like, he worked for Big Top Circus. And he's like, oh, I know that circus. He's kind of famous. And she's like, <laughs> but he's a clown. And then it's like, so it's like, it's, it's a six minute sketch, but it's like, at one point she goes, look, she's like, fine. The clown has done the surgery before. He's very bad at it. Over 200,000 people have died from him trying to do this surgery. This is a surgeon who's performed it. And the guy's like, but I just don't know. And I'm just like, that's yeah. what y'all sound like. Yeah. Me. Because, you like, sound that silly and dumb. Yes. Yes. And so it's I like, look at it from that standpoint. It's not rocket science. This dude is a clown. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing. He's been in the job and proven that he does not know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so it's like, just think logically. And I feel like there's more people that are thinking logically this time around than there was last time. I admire the fact that you are so, like, you're the eternal <laughs> optimist. I, I, I really do. I, I really admire that. I wish I had a little bit of it. I don't well, know. I just, I'm just saying, I'm like a see and wait kind of. I'll like, tell you what. Really, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic because I do have my, I have concern only because of what happened four years ago. Like, if, mm-hmm. it's, it's like I can't believe what I'm, I'm I'm like not believing this is reality a little bit. So it's like I'm I'm trying to be optimistic. But I'll I'll have you like um I will say this, depending on what the outcome is, I was planning on trying to do a special episode that night, but it really does depend on Listen, the outcome. Listen, if he don't if 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 Biden don't win, I think I'm just gonna just drink a whole bottle. Yeah, I'll be mean, it's, it's kind of <laughs> I, I said, looking, looking up places to move. I did say, I did also say, I don't think I'm gonna watch the coverage. No, I'm not gonna watch because this time I did, and I was it stressed me out. It did where I was very upset, and I went to sleep upset. And I, I couldn't even sleep. I was just like, I was like, kept looking, kept looking, and kept looking. I was just like, it was like I kept, looking, I kept waiting for the other states to start turning. Like, I, I was yeah. like, you know, like, he jumped off to the early league. He was getting the states you knew he was going to get, like, Kentucky and West Virginia. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, of course he's getting those. And I just kept waiting for Pennsylvania to go ahead and go blue and Michigan to go ahead and go blue. And so it's like, when he didn't win Wisconsin and stuff, you're like, wait a minute, what? And then he, and like, but okay, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. He's going to get, he's, she's going to win Pennsylvania. And it's like I just went to sleep with them not announcing Pennsylvania, and then I woke up with my bro- my brother called me and woke me up. He said, "How this dude just won Pennsylvania?" And I was like, "What? What?" And then <laughs> I turned the news on, and I felt sick to my stomach. Like I did too. I was like, "Oh my god, no! What is happening?" 
So I, I was I was really scared. I was like, oh my god. And I think I I said this too. It's like the next day that morning, I I woke up and it smelled like wood burning. And I was like, please don't let me find out there was some these crazy white folks burning crosses and stuff like that. Because I was just like, yo, this is this is <laughs> this is their jam. This is the people, this is the people, the, the crazy racist people. This is their champ. This is I, their champ. I'll and I was like, this. please. I please. feel I, I I definitely there's reason to be concerned, but I feel like we were just traumatized four years ago. So we can't, we're not buying into the information that's out there. Because like I'd rather be in Joe Biden's position than Trump. I'll say that especially in terms of, of COVID. And it, it's like I said at the very beginning, I remember I said at the beginning of this year, like when we were going into March, I was like, I remember I said to, um, or actually, no, I'm sorry, even before that, like when it, the, like uh, when it got into January and it started to come over here, I remember mm-hmm. I said to Shalei, I was like, if I'm the candidate going up against Trump, I'm talking about COVID, 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 COVID. I'm saying it all day. Like, and that's yeah. just, that's what it, I was like, the way they was hammering Hillary Clinton on emails is right. what I'm hammering this dude on COVID. And that's what Biden has been doing. And I think it's working. So, and the good thing is about it, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but with, with um, Hillary's emails, like it was, it was nothing that you can like, relate to that you can touch yes COVID is yes COVID is right here and you you're seeing it you know what I mean whether you know well most of us are seeing it I see some other people making comments about not wearing a mask I got into it with someone on Facebook um complaining about a damn mask and stuff so you know most of us get it so it's something that we can touch and we see so yeah, you know true. um but yeah we'll 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 see well, but I'm look I'm looking for places Costa Rica is looking pretty good right now. Um, Santo Domingo and Dominican Republic is looking real good. Like I got family there, so I might be able to get there okay. Um, <laughs> well, I, t- I, yeah. I will say this. I'll say this. Um, I was I did say Shalay. I said, well, if he, I was like, if he does win again and he's in here for another four, I was like, we're seriously gonna be looking about trying to get some money to get out of here because I was like that's that's not even a front like but let, let's stay I'm I'm gonna stay positive you can still be pessimistic you know, that way you can be pleasantly surprised you're or, so cute you're like Jesse Jackson keeping hope alive so cute <laughs> <laughs> well look I, I mean I've given up on the Cowboys so this this is <laughs> to be it like this has to be the thing that's gonna Changed my uh, outlook on 2020. So, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. All right, Chris. Thanks for joining. All right, then. Good night. You too. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. That's gonna do it for the Zero to 100 podcast. Um, I am very hopeful. <laughs> I am very hopeful going into to uh, tomorrow and. Um, one of the things that I was looking into just, you know, because I, I acknowledge that the anxiety is real, especially because of what took place in 2014, I mean, uh, excuse me, 2016. And so all I can say is, is that it's not impossible for Trump to win. I will say that 
But even though it's hard to trust the polls, it would be it would have to be an even greater anomaly this go around than it was four years ago. And I, I just want people who are afraid or people who are concerned to use that as the motivation to get out there and vote and to get out there and, and change the direction of this country because we have the power and I, and it, we have the power to make that change. I, you know, <laughs> I know that I, I, I mean, I'm, if you've been listening to the show, you know how much I love pop culture. You know how much I love superhero movies and, and just heroic moments and action movies. And this is our literal heroic moment. This is the chance that we have to get out there and do something. And that's why I'm closing it out with the music that you hear playing now. That Avengers theme, which is so dramatic and awe-inspiring to me. and gets me so fired up because, like, we can conquer this thing. And I just feel like I'm very excited and I cannot wait. And I'll, I'll say this. I cannot wait regardless of the outcome. Because... Re- I, I am a firm believer. I, I am strong in my faith. And I do am a firm believer that God is in control. And even if this outcome is not exactly what I've prayed for or wanted, I am putting my trust in God that things will, we, I will get through it. It's going to be tough. It would be difficult. It would be hard if Trump were to win. But, I mean, even if Biden were to win, Getting through this pandemic is going to be a battle, but we can do it. The fact that we would get out here and vote in the midst of this pandemic, we can do this. And I just want people to realize how important this moment is. Like President Obama said it so profoundly and so succinctly when he gave his speech during the Democratic National Convention, when he talked about how he felt when he ended up in the the Oval Office and when former civil rights leaders came to him and met him in the Oval Office and one gentleman in particular was saying, I never thought I would live to see a person that looks like me be in this position. And President Obama said, what we do now will echo for generations. This is our moment. What we do now will echo for those who come after us. And for those who don't think their vote count or it doesn't matter, there are people that, black people in this country in particular, that literally fought and shed blood and gave their life for me to have the ability and the opportunity to vote. So I will not throw that away. I will not waste it. I will not shirk the awesome responsibility that it is to have your voice be heard. I had a conversation with my nephew this weekend because I wanted to make sure that he voted. And because he, my niece is like, uh, my niece, somebody who's been on the show, was saying that he was saying he was going to vote for Kanye. And I was just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? You cannot do that. Like, a third party vote is a vote for Trump. I'm just, that's just what it is. Because 
it doesn't serve a purpose. And I said to him, I asked him, I said, well, are you gonna vote? And he said, oh, I don't know if I have time. And I was like, well, you can make time because if you can stand in line for, there's a ton of things that we were standing in line for. We'll stand in line for tickets. We'll stand in line for a new pair of Jordans. We'll stand in line for a freaking chicken sandwich. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can stand in line to vote. You can find the time to do it. And I asked him, well, who are you gonna vote? Who you gonna vote for? And he was like, oh, I think I'm gonna vote third party. Look, it's your right to do so. But, I, so I asked him, I said, well, why are you gonna do that? He's like, well, I don't like either candidate. I don't like either one. And I was like, all right, just, just think about it from this standpoint. Who do you think will give you the better opportunity to better your life in some way or to make things better or easier for you in some shape or form. Will it be the guy who emboldens white supremacists or who's a blatant racist and who only does things that benefits him or rich people like him? Or will it be the guy that worked with the very first black president and actually was, you know, know what it's like to to fight and scratch and come from a blue collar family or who worked with like i said worked with the black president and cares about people and he was like well the guy that worked with the black president and i'm like then that's what you vote for this is so important to me and i'm being i'm joking a little bit but i'm also just serious in terms of this is important let your voice be heard and don't let it come down to the courts this is democracy. This isn't some third world dictatorship. This isn't a monarchy. This is a democracy. And we have a chance to let our voices be heard. And we have a chance to affect change in this country for generations to come. I hope you guys get out there and vote regardless of who you vote for. I Look, I'm going to be real. You need to be voting Biden. That's just plain and simple. But... I just hope you exercise your right to vote and get out there and let's do this thing. This is the Zero to 100 podcast. I will be back hopefully with some great news in the next episode. But otherwise, let's do this. This is the Zero to 100 podcast. Let's go! We out.